So last week I was in a beautiful luxury hotel room in West Hollywood and I was pegging, uh, thrusting my new, brand new pink and purple glittery thrusting and vibrating strap on uh, <laughs> into my slut, one of my subs. And well, actually, it was a double dom, double sub session. So there was another sub who was a female and I was actually fucking her with my beautiful fucking glittery strap on. And she asked to come, which I said, no, he has to take this first and then you get to come. So I began giving him my magical, magical thrusting cock. And as soon as we almost made it to the balls, he was not allowed to come. Under no circumstance are you allowed to come before she does. And uh, he busted all over the fucking mattress without permission. <laughs> without permission. <laughs> For which he was punished. <laughs> then, I, then I went back to fucking her. But when all of this was said and done, when our night was done, and I was walking back to my hotel room and debriefing the night in my head, and I realized one of the things I was most excited about now was calling my man and telling him all about it. <laughs> Uh, I mean, when's the last time you pegged a fucking slut to oblivion and then called your man and told him about it? Dreams can come from nightmares too. The queendom will take over you. Dreams can come from nightmares too. The queendom will take over you. Welcome back to Thy Queendom Come. I am your host, Queen Lo. And some of you have followed me from the beginning. Some of you are new here. Uh, but either way, I'm sure a lot of you are wondering how the fuck in the world this works. <laughs> When I started the first, when I started this podcast in 2021, I was exploring human sexuality, yes, but I was exploring my own uh, because I was what I came to understand as a serial cheater. <laughs> like my relationship with boys had always been rather complex since fucking kindergarten where I, I literally had, I had two boyfriends in kindergarten, Ryan and Josh, and one of them I had after school care with, and one of them was behind me or in front of me in line based on our names, and I would ask both of them every day, which one of you should I marry? <laughs> and of course they would say themselves, you know, and so it begun, like it, it's always been this way, right? Uh, that little girl grew into somewhat of a relational tyrant. My pussy, <laughs> my pussy was uh, the healing gift to the world is what I came to truly actually believe. Like I met a guy in Mexico almost 10 years ago now. It was like in 2015 or something. And I met him in Mexico. We had one night together. And by the next morning, he wanted me to meet his mother. And he was talking about how open he felt and how healed and how he had this, you know, felt so vulnerable and real. And I swear to God, I left that, you know, when we said goodbye, I was, I said to my friends that were there, I was like, guys, I, I really think like I'm a spiritual sacred slut. Like I, I'm not, you know, I'm not just a hoe. Like, I think I'm a healer. I think that I heal people with pussy. I loved, I loved these encounters. I loved meeting these guys and I loved engaging and engaging in a way that 
when sex isn't on the table, you just typically don't engage with people, right? Like that in-between from, from meeting and fucking. Like there's a lot of back and forth and there's a lot of spice and getting and figuring it out. And I fucking love that shit. And it caused me to be pretty like reckless in relationships because even when I would commit to a relationship, there was something in me that wanted that, you know, partnership. I, you know, whatever that was to me at the time, I clearly wanted something, but then obviously I wanted something else too, because I wasn't willing to like shut myself off in exploring other dynamics and other people and myself sexually. And in the first season, in the first season, I was really processing that I just might not be a monogamous person. (laughs) I was learning what it looked like to be open and what that meant to me. So I started learning how to date more openly. I started being more honest with the guys I was seeing about, you know, we had, I had different, different arrangements with them. Some of them wanted to know more and we would talk about it. Some of them didn't want to know anything. Some of them didn't ask, but the difference was that I was finally being open and honest as best as I could be and was learning how to. And I realized that throughout these relationships, I remember very clearly realizing, you know, I had this like spiritual guy and then there was a, a guy who actually, as I was starting to explore all this this dominant shit in me, that I dated a guy who had a mistress himself. And then I was seeing a bad boy. And then there was kind of more of a softer guy. I mean, I, and I was getting different slivers of what I needed. And something that I talked about a lot was that, you know, one person can't be all things for me, you know, and I didn't understand what that actually practically looked like. So I was experiencing having different slivers fulfilled by me and I was giving them different slivers. But I remember very vividly thinking, I wonder if it's possible to actually have a partnership where all of these slivers of myself get to exist. And like, what would that even look like? Uh, So, I mean, I know so many people who know me on a personal level and have also followed me for years are shocked and have been shocked (laughs) that I am now in a fully functioning, beautiful functioning relationship uh, for about a year and a half now. And, you know, when we met, I definitely was not looking for another guy to throw in the mix. I genuinely wasn't like maybe for the first time in my fucking life. Like I really was, I had a lot of plates spinning, you know, I was also doing my own professional research. So that's also a lot. (laughs) But because of where I was, not only because I was putting my shit out on the internet and I was, you know, that's honestly a way of holding yourself accountable and being honest because I'm like, these people are going to fucking hear this shit anyways, you know, but also because of the the practice and the work that I had put into being open and how freeing it was. I was more open with him and more transparent about not only, you know, that I was dating other people, uh, that they they knew or we had arrangements or they didn't ask or I was just doing me. And that's kind of where I was at. And we met each other in that space. I mean, it's a running joke with my friends. It has been for a while when I talk about somebody I've met or someone that I'm connecting with. And they'll be like, oh, did you have a really deep connection, like special connection? I'm like, yeah, motherfucker, we did. You know, we did. We really, uh, truly, and I love all of my deep connections that I've had in the past. But my partnership that I have now is more than a deep connection. It's It is a partnership in every single meaning of the word, and it's not something that I had ever experienced before. (laughs) And we had met right after, not long after I met my first sub. So I was really experimenting with this myself and and who I am. Um, And so all of a sudden, 
my business is taking off and I'm spending hours on the phone, uh, what, you know, just radiating what appears, you know, what is like the sexual, divine, sexual goddess energy. And people are understandably wondering, like, how the fuck does this work? Do you dominate him? Like, we, we actually met, we met a Canadian guy. We met a Canadian guy out a few weekends ago and we were just talking about what I do and, and our relationship. And this fucking poor Canadian guy could not wrap his head around it. He was like, wait, so like, she'll just be there like being sexy on the phone with like guys for like hours. Like, do you like see it and get a hard on? Like, do you have a hard on all day? Like, do you guys have sex? Like, does she do that to you? I mean, he just could not. And I was like, wow, it's a big thing for people to hold in their minds. You know, they're like, I, I peg dudes in my, in my daytime hours and we, I get nitty gritty with them in this like sexual intimate, intimate way. Um, and then I have a fully functioning, like what looks very <laughs> normal, quote unquote, relationship. Because, you know, what I found about myself through this whole thing is that this energy that I had as a kindergartner and growing up, so much of it was that that game. And I mean game in the sense that that back and forth, that tension, that pull, that push, that excitement, that meeting someone new, hearing a story, connecting with them, saying something that lights them up, being lit up, you know, being amazing, being amazed, all of those things like I fucking loved. Sometimes it wasn't even about the sex. And sometimes I would be like, damn, like we didn't actually need the sex, but it's weird because it's, it's like, if we didn't have sex, like how, how would we have gotten there? How do we have experienced all that if we weren't feeling all that sexual tension? I just didn't see how to engage with that without ultimately fucking them, I guess. <laughs> Which might not be something other people relate to. I don't know. It might just be me, you know, but I don't know. Like people intentionally don't engage with people because they feel there's that sexual energy. And it's like they feel like it's like disrespectful to their partners and they don't engage with certain people because there is that sexual energy. And I'm just like, that's kind of, eh, it's kind of fucking sad to me, you know, like, because it's not just the fucking you're missing out on. Screw the fucking. It's all of that dynamic like what's lighting you up about this what's exciting you like what's new to you what are you discovering um i was fucking in love with that and being a dom has allowed me to fucking channel that and capitalize on the teasing and the back and forth and the fun hot game i used to play um but in a way that's productive and healthy and fucking profitable um, it's just been learning how to channel my superpower. You know, even Clark Kent was accidentally, uh, leveling buildings before he was saving the motherfucking world. <laughs> and that's how I feel. <laughs> um, but now I get to express, I get to express it in a way that benefits everyone instead of leaving just brokenness and shit in my, in my wake. And it fulfills such a deep part of me. And I love being able to engage with that side and have fun with it and feel like I'm making a positive impact and then go home to my man and we have a very, you know, masculine, feminine relationship. I love being the feminine in our space. He's a protector, a provider. I feel like his, his woman and he treats me like that. He treats me like a queen in his healthy, beautiful, masculine 
masculine way. The last thing I want to do is go home and peg my man. (laughs) You know, the last thing I want to do is tell him to kiss my fucking feet or even playing that game. Like we play and we, you know, we engage in our different energies and he loves the dominant in me. However, I don't have the desire to toy with him the way that I would a submissive man or my subs. But even though he's not a submissive man, like he's very much dominant and masculine and uh, he's deeply, deeply in touch with his submissive side. And we regularly submit to each other on all sorts of levels in our relationship. He loves the dominant side of me, the teasing side. He loves being playful. But at the end of the day, we have a very masculine, feminine dynamic when it comes to sex and, and our relationship. But he delights in me having that energy. Like he delights in my dominant, uh, my dominant nature. It's channeled into something that he fully can get behind and, and support. And he's not a cuck. He doesn't get excited about the thought of me with other guys, but he loves me dominating other guys. <laughs> he fucking loves that. Um, specifically, actually, a lot of my subs are cucks. So cucks, uh, cuckolding kink, they like the idea of their woman being with another guy. The idea of being made to watch someone have sex and they aren't getting any at all, right? So it's a bit different than like voyeurism, right? <laughs> like cuck is like getting chained in the corner and being forced to watch your your woman fuck or to watch some fucking go on and you get zero part of it. You get to like lick up the cum off the floor afterwards. So I do get a lot of guys regularly asking uh, to watch us fuck like all the time. And while that's not something I offer, I regularly have subs who will call me while we're watching a movie or while they know that we're together and we'll do a video call and I'll be talking shit to them and he'll be rubbing my chest or with his arm draped around me or he'll, you know, he'll chime in a little bit, you know, and they fucking go nuts. They call him daddy, alpha, master, like they fucking call him all of the things. Uh, so yeah, we, we rule together. Um, which is a fucking really cool, just dynamic. It's hot for us as well, right? Like that gets, that playfulness is taken into our relationship, which I think is really fucking a beautiful thing. But obviously getting to this point, getting to the point where we can do that, where I can fly to LA and go peg a guy, (laughs) it took a shit ton of communication, right? It took time to figure out my own boundaries with subs. Like, especially early on, like how far did I want to go? How did I want to engage in certain kinks? And so I had to figure that out for myself. And I had been in the process of doing that before I even met my partner, which is so key, right? Like figuring out who you are, um, who I was. And then we decided to discuss the boundaries we wanted in our relationship. And it was messy. (laughs) We cried. It took a lot of trial and error. And you know, we have specific boundaries set up in our structure. I am a biter. I always have been. And a lot of times I bite this man a lot, all the time. He has so many uh, bite bruises on him that people probably do think I beat the shit out of him, but I don't. Um, I just bite him. (laughs) He bruises so nicely. Um, (laughs) But biting is our thing. Biting is our thing. And so I don't bite my subs. That's like our cute little thing. And I also don't have my pussy out in sessions. Um, I might choose to have my tits out at times. It doesn't happen a lot, but I fucking am a nudist at heart and I actually love having my tits out. And, uh, 
that's something that we feel comfortable with. And those are just our boundaries, right? And it took us figuring it out, what worked for both of us. And that might look different for other people, but this was definitely an intentional choice on our part. And it takes communication all the fucking time and always shifting and always like, okay, I thought that would feel okay, but that actually doesn't feel okay. And like, why doesn't that feel okay? And taking responsibility for, you know, the triggers that might be coming up personally. And then also understanding where it's good to shift and like where to compromise and like what's what's what you want to compromise on. Like I personally don't want to fuck my subs. So like, if I did, we would have to have another conversation. <laughs> like we would have to redraw boundaries if that was something I wanted. But in doing that and establishing those clear boundaries and in being open and honest and thriving in that, it creates such a level of support. You know, last week I said I was uh, fucking my slut in a hotel and that session was booked four days ahead of time. And I live in the fucking tropics of Mexico. And so my sub messaged me that he was going to be there, wanted to do a session. We've worked together before. And, you know, I was like, oh gosh, I just don't live that close to LA anymore. I don't think it'll work. And my man just saw afterwards, like I was just kind of like a deflated balloon. I think he even said that. I have AVN coming up and XBiz. I'm going to be in LA soon. And like the website is, as at the time of recording this, you know, our website's launching soon. This fucking podcast is dropping soon so logically we're like eh. but then he saw that and said oh, you know how do you actually feel about that right now how do you actually feel uh and I told him I was like I feel a bit like a deflated balloon I love my in-person sessions and these days I'm much more selective about them and I work with exactly who I want to work with since most of my work is online and so when one of my in-person subs offers up this chance to breathe life into what I love doing uh, it sucks to not be a part of it, you know, and it was also like a group thing and my girls were there like it was just going to be a fucking thing. And so his support was actually what and him asking that and knowing me and loving me was actually what caused me to send my sub a voice note and say, hey, listen, <laughs> I think we can make this happen. You know, we flights, hotel. Uh, booking fees. Let's fucking do it. And he was like, hell yeah. And an hour later, my trip was booked to LA. And four days later, I was fucking pegging him into oblivion. And it was so much fucking fun. And I came back. I made money. Um, I had a great time. I got great content. You know, I felt hot, but I was able to do that because, because we've, we've worked this structure out. And we have a balance. Like it was amazing getting to come home to my man and engage now with my feminine side after I just got off of a work trip being this dominant badass bitch. I came home and he had a date plan. We went to dinner and I love getting to feel taken care of and spoiled and loved on. He came to the airport to get me. And so now I understand how the different types of needs that I have, these different slivers of myself I still believe that one person cannot necessarily be everything for someone. And he's not that for me either. He's not everything for me because I don't fucking peg him. I don't tell him to get on his knees. I don't, you know, but he loves that side of me. And we figured out a way for us to engage with it. And, and the effectiveness that comes out of that, like not only personally, but professionally, like I feel really fucking bad for doms out there. And I know they exist for doms out there who, whose men are fucking threatened by the fact that they are dominant and they are having, like, I have subs come to me saying like, I had a dom and she quit because her boyfriend got mad. And it's like, damn, that's not very dominant of you, is it? 
but it's because the men you're with aren't fucking supporting that dominant side. That sucks, man. That fucking sucks. I don't think those men even understand that their woman has sides, that just because she is dominant and wants to peg men doesn't necessarily mean she wants to peg you. Maybe it does. Who knows? But in dissecting these different parts of myself, this has helped me understand my clients so fucking much. They are multifaceted as well, but most of the time they are only able to express a certain part of themselves that is deemed acceptable. And it is so important that people have a space where they can safely channel their desires for whatever, but in my case, in my sub's case, for their submissiveness in a way that leads to good, healthy outcomes, productive outcomes, instead of out at bars in the middle of the fucking night trying to figure it out or on fucking Bumble trying to figure it out. You know, it's a lot of my clients are cis hetero dudes and they will ask me if their desire to get fucked by a strap on means they're gay. I get this fucking question all the time. Or, okay, they thought about their coworkers' cock. Does this mean they're gay? And it just goes back to what I said actually in season one in the Pride episode where I talked about my own sexuality. It's fucking fluid. It's fluid. You like what you like. And labels just make it so fucking hard. They become barriers for us to explore actually whatever the fuck we want because we're so, our, sec our sexuality is so deeply attached to our identity. The fear of being stigmatized for whatever it is that we desire puts up a barrier to safely even exploring it with oneself, much less with a fucking partner. This is why it makes it so difficult for so many of my clients to talk with their partners about all of this, even though so many of them express to me that they would like to, that they want to. I have so many subs that when I first, you know, ask them, can you talk to your partner about this? Like, oh God, no, I wouldn't want to. And then we work together longer and you actually realize, I've actually realized they do want to. There's a reason a lot of them aren't leaving their relationships. They don't want to blow it up, right? They want it to work. They just have this thing inside of them that they want to explore. And a lot of them would love to explore that more in their partnership dynamic. But where the fuck does that conversation even start? <laughs> Like I said in my podcast last week with Brandon, there are different types of subs who want different things out of this experience. Some of them only want to play with their submissive energy in this specific space where it's controlled, they play with it, and then they leave, they go into their life, and they are happy being that dominant figure, being in their dominant energy the rest of the time. And then there are some who would love to incorporate it more into their daily lives. And then, and then you do have this sect of guys who don't fucking know. They're unhappy. They don't know how to engage. They don't know how to be dominant because they want to be submissive, but they don't know how to do that either. And they're just in this fucking in-between. They don't know who the fuck to be because they don't know which energy. They, they're being forced to engage with this energy. They don't even know if they fucking want to. Maybe they want to be more submissive in their relationships, but how? And how can anybody engage with any of this shit without blowing up their lives, especially if they're in a relationship? Luckily for me, I had a lot of time to explore and grow on my own, and so did my partner before we came together. But what happens if you're just now waking up to this shit? I have subs who uh, have become very successful in recent years, and they started feeling the desire to submit in their success, which is natural. How the fuck do you start that conversation with someone you've been with for a decade? I think people in 
long-term relationships outside of BDSM can ask this question of, I'm changing. We've been together 10 years and I'm not the person, the same person I was 10 years ago. And I'm figuring this shit out about myself. And so many of these partnership conversations, you're cheating, you lied to me, you know, betrayal. And it's like, how the fuck? Who, like, I'm learning who I am too. And how can I figure that out and also communicate it effectively? Um, so it starts by understanding and getting to know yourself. And <laughs> Brandon told a story last week of a woman he knows saying, telling him that her husband wanted to get pegged. And he just came out and said this, you know, I want to get pegged. And she's like, what the fuck? Like, I don't want to peg you. What do I do with that? And let's be honest, in some relationships, there will never be space for this kind of exploration. And the knowledge of it, in any capacity, the relationship would end. And at that point, you have to decide what you're going to do, right? But when it comes to having these conversations, maybe starting out with, I want to get fucking dicked down by a giant schlong, uh, isn't the way to go, you know? Like, maybe start out with kissing your feet, body worship, you know, face sitting, that kind of thing. Um, and let things, let things progress. I think some people would assume that the person with the fucking weird kink, quote unquote, or the person with all these desires is the problem here. But I can testify, <laughs> I can testify that this shit is normative. It is not fucking weird. It is so normal. Even if you think it's weird, it's fucking normal. And what's weird, I think, is the amount of people walking around acting like this shit doesn't exist. <laughs> the problem is being in a relationship where you can't fucking explore yourself. Like the problem is a society that would rather have people hate themselves, lie to themselves, deny themselves and each other than people being open and actually willing to be honest and explore themselves. Like I think that shit's fucked up. And so anytime, you know, there's humiliation kink. Humiliation kink is, is a big one. And anytime someone calls me about it, they typically want me to call them pathetic, stupid fucking worms because of their sexual desires. They want to be made fun of for wanting cock, for wanting to get dressed up, for having desires of, you know, having their balls busted by a hot woman. They want to be absolutely torn apart for these desires themselves. You know, call me all sorts of fucked up derogatory names. And my response is always that exploring submissiveness, exploring your feminine side, taking cock, experiencing pleasure, being upfront about what you like is not fucking humiliating. Actively denying yourself and pretending those desires don't exist, now that's what's truly humiliating. That is so fucking embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, for people to walk around with this shit going on in their mind and it's like a war of what they desire and what they want and what's weird and what they're not getting. And they think about it all the fucking time. And that energy comes out, like I always talk about, and that affects people. Like that is what I think is really fucking embarrassing. And like, that's a problem in society. My sluts, they walk out feeling empowered. And it's interesting how the humiliation kink goes really well because they still, they need this shame in a sense. Like they need to feel responsible for the shame in a sense but they actually get to feel empowered about their desire and they're actually feeling shame about suppressing that and, and pushing that down. Um, and they walk out not thinking that they're a shit human being, 
Like if I sit here and fucking shit on you for an hour about how all your desires are fucked up, there's a good chance that after you come to that, you're going to feel fucking terrible. And that binge and that shame cycle is going to repeat. And what the fuck is that doing for society? Like what is that person doing for the people around them? I have so many conservative white Southern men with those Southern accents calling me, asking me to humiliate them for wanting cock. For being gay. You know, you know, without a shadow of a fucking doubt, that guy is out there lobbying against gay fucking rights. How is he treating the LGBT community? How is he treating them? It's triggering for him to see people fucking happy and gay doing whatever the fuck they want. And so what is he? He's projecting that shit onto them because he has these desires that he hates within himself. That's some shit that a lot of subs who call me are actively working through. (laughs) And the ones who don't want to work through that, like in a real way, I don't really want to work with because I don't want to sit here and perpetuate this hateful, shame, dirty, sex is bad, you know, being in your feminine is bad, wanting what you want is bad. I don't want to fucking perpetuate that. So I just, I just took a pee break and, oh, there's my cat. I, uh, I just took a pee break and in talking about my partner and ways he supports me, I was coming out of the toilet and there was a fucking huge spider on the wall, massive. We live like in the tropics, the fucking ocean jungle, such a massive spider. I started yelling, screaming and, He came to my rescue and it was one of those fucking flying ones and beautiful Annie over here is like, you would never make it in Amazon. (laughs) I do amazing things and I am a badass bitch, but I do not like crawling bitches. Like, no. (laughs) So anyways, back to our regularly scheduled topic. Uh, Another kink that I often get asked about is homewrecking. And homewrecking is essentially where I would be telling my sub, you know, leave your wife, Uh, I'm hotter than her, Uh, use all your money to buy me flowers and send for me, you don't fucking love her anyways, like, leave the bitch. Um, (laughs) You can see how this might not totally appeal to me. (laughs) Since the beginning, I've always responded that I am not a home wrecker. I am a home improvement. Um, Never am I interested in wrecking a relationship or even fantasizing about wrecking one. I think it is so much hotter to address where that desire is even coming from in the first place. And like, side note, like, I am not going to bring your wife into this. Like, A, (laughs) non-consensually. And B, she already has to deal with your ass. This poor girl is not the reason you're here. (laughs) Like, this is not her fault. (laughs) I just think homewrecking is a kink that at its core, like, lacks any type of accountability and is shitting on a person who a lot of times is not there. Um, And I don't actually think it does anything uh, for someone in any type of beneficial or healthy way. And what I found is I've had a lot of subs call me about home wrecking, but beneath that, what they really want to wreck is their situation that they're in personally to be free in a space and to be able to explore that freedom and not be confined in the situation that they find themselves with their partner. And a lot of them find that they actually wish they could experience that freedom with their partner. But then, you know, circling back to the conversation of 
how the fuck? Last week on the podcast, uh, Brandon talked about how his wife doesn't know that he works with me. They are open in a lot of ways sexually. He talks about his fantasies and he gets to be bring that submissiveness in. And I think it's amazing how open they are. And so obviously I had to ask, well, does she know that you work with me? And no, she doesn't. And some people really struggle with that. It's cheating, quote unquote. So let's talk about cheating uh, <laughs> because this is definitely something people are worked up about. And I get asked a lot um, if someone calling me is married, are they cheating? And my definition of cheating, which I came to, to gather in my own figuring out why I couldn't stop cheating, um, I learned that it's like an open book test. If the teacher gives you a test and says you can use your book, fantastic. However, if it's a closed book test and you use your book, you're cheating. The action is the same. The agreed upon guidelines and the communication on what they were is what is different. And actually, I think, side note, that's why people get so hurt by cheating. It's actually not the action a lot of times. It's everything behind it. It's the communication, the validation of promises, the lack of communication, the breakdown. And so if married people call me, are they cheating? It's entirely contextual. Different people have different setups in their relationships. They have different structures. They have boundaries. What boundaries have you set up in your relationship? In my own, we have clearly communicated hours. And like I said, my pussy doesn't come out in sessions. If I fucked one of my subs, even if I was dominant and doing it dominantly, if I sat on my subs cock, that would be considered cheating in my relationship. <laughs> and many of my subs, they actually do talk to their partners about the work we do. And they come in with clear boundaries as well. I have some that can only, you know, only do stuff online. Some subs, there's absolutely no nudity allowed. Some can only talk and text with no video. I mean, there's endless, endless boundaries. I mean, we have one where I don't bite my subs. Like, Someone else might not give a fuck about that. That's just us. In the end, it's not my fucking place to judge who is cheating, who's not. It's not my business. But second, I believe that your highest responsibility is to yourself, to your own health. If you're in a relationship where you can't explore your desires because your partner wouldn't be okay with it or wouldn't accept you because of who you are, I don't believe in that. Like that never ends well. That never ends well, whether you live a life denying yourself, suppressing, angry, frustrated. I can tell you from experience, not only personal, but also with the subs that I work with, that being able to be open with the person you're most intimate with and your partner and the person who loves you, being able to be with someone and being able to be yourself with that person, it's so deeply profound in living a good life in me doing what I do so effectively, coming home to a partner who supports me in that and supports me in all, in all regards is such a huge part of that. And it was messy. It sometimes still is messy, but especially in the beginning, figuring all of that shit out. So do I dominate my man? No. But is he well acquainted and in love with my dominant side? Fuck yes. We've created a structure where that works. It was hard, of course, but it was worth it. And I always encourage being intentional about conversations with your partner. I always encourage that. But I also realize that the reality that many people need to explore themselves in ways that sometimes they don't know how to 
and they're figuring it out and people need to explore themselves fully before they're in a place to share it or communicate it. But I never, I truly never thought, <laughs> I never thought a few years ago that all of the different pieces of my life could fit together. And I know that so many of you and so many people I know feel the same way. So many of my clients feel the same way. And I'm hoping that talking about this helps destigmatize these conversations so they're not fucking so impossible to have. Bringing Brandon on last week and having him share his story and his bizarre left field kinks and then also hearing him talk, my hope is that people can realize like, oh, all these things can exist. Like all these things can exist in me and I'm actually not that different from everyone else fucking walking around. I really do believe that there is a world where you don't have to hide so many fucking parts of yourself, whatever those parts may be, where you can call your guy or your girl and be excited to talk about your fucking pegging experience. <laughs> so that's what I fucking hope. Uh, bring joy and peace to the world. And it's almost fucking Christmas, so that makes sense. Like, yes, everybody, uh, everybody give a kinky little Christmas gift to yourself and ask what are you desiring and think about how you can start having small conversations about that if you want to or exploring it more with yourself. And with that, join me next week as I sit down with my friend Emily, who is a sex coach. And remember to check out my website for upcoming tours. We have LA and Vegas in January, New York in April. And for those of you going to AVN, come see me at the Sex Panther booth on Friday the 26th from 6 to 8 and Saturday from 2 to 4. Uh, so check out all the details for that on my website, thyqueendom.com, and stay slutty, bitches. What you waiting for? She's got what you need while you over there at the door. Nightmares and dreams you just need believe. The queen has all that you should need. Just say the queen kingdom that will be done. Thy Queendom Come is a production of TQC LLC with original music by Guillermo Jamont Jr. and AJ Laurie.